Hi guys, hope you are all well. Welcome back to another episode of the Content Creator Podcast. The idea of this podcast is to help creators create, to help creators grow their audience, grow their brand, and ultimately grow their business through the powers of social media and content marketing. The idea uh, behind this podcast is that I basically pester all of my favorite content creators on all social platforms, but uh, so far they've actually all been on LinkedIn, Uh, and today is no different. Mr. Dave Officer, a fantastic uh, graphic designer and illustrator um, who, yeah, found through the powers of uh, some awesome LinkedIn marketing, some uh, brilliant, brilliant content from Dave, and that is exactly what we're going to be talking about in this episode. Fantastic uh, catch-up. First time actually... Uh, talking to to Dave, but yeah, I found him through LinkedIn, and uh, I really, really think this is going to be a very, very helpful episode for anybody who is looking to sell uh, their services, uh, whether it is business or uh, or otherwise, and uh, yeah, grow their audience, grow their brand, and grow their business. So hopefully you enjoy it. If you do, make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Check out uh, previous episodes, and make sure you tune in for anything else coming up. Jobs are good. This is where we've got to do a, a, a pretend hello. Hello, mate. Oh, hello. How's it going? <laughs> I'm all good. Yourself? <laughs> I am break, fine. We'll break down the fourth wall, or we'll keep the fourth wall up and pretend that we haven't already uh, spoke before we start. Um, already spoken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Who are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Who's this on my Zoom call? Uh, Why yes, are you ladies, on my screen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dave Officer. Uh, well, yeah, I've already said how are we doing, but uh, we'll jump straight in if you would care to be kind enough to introduce yourself, because other than uh, me being able to say that you are a, an absolute epic graphic designer, that's about all I can say. So if you want to uh, introduce yourself a bit about you, a bit about your business and what you do for clients. That pretty much covers it, to be honest, man. There's not much else about me. Um, uh, yes. So uh, no, I'm a, a freelance designer and illustrator. Um who has been doing it for some years and uh, for some reason people hire me to do things and it's going quite well. And that's it. <laughs> that is all you can ask for. That is all you can ask for. So how did you, first of all, how did you get in then to uh, graphic design? And then maybe with that, um, because design to me, I imagine has a, a few different avenues just like video, um, any particular type or style or uh, avenue of graphic design that you specialize in? Yeah, so it's um, it's a long old story, so strap in. But um, when I was a kid, I, when I was a kid, I was getting massively into comics and drawing. So I started just trying to copy all the stuff that I was seeing. And it was a combination of um, Batman comics and really, really kiddie cartoon comics. Like, so I was trying to like match those styles and I was just drawing obsessively when I was a kid. Um, and school kind of knocked that obsession out of me. I detested school with a passion. So, because um, they were always trying to take you down a route that was just in the curriculum without allowing you to do anything else that was interesting. Well, my school was anyway. So, um, yeah, it knocked all of that sort of interest just away from me and I kind of fell out of love with it. And then when I was in my teens, um, uh, I was getting, I was massively into my music. It's when I started playing drums and getting into, really getting into you know rock and metal and stuff and the albums the album covers um as much as the music uh really influenced me there's a guy called dave mckean i don't know if you're familiar with that name he did a lot of artwork for he did a hell of a lot of artwork for he's the guy who did you know the um machine head uh machine head's first album um, he did the artwork for that one. He did Stabbing West, where he's done a lot. Of, he's done Fear Factory album covers, but a lot of his um, match a very dark sort of this style. And I, I fell in love with those, and I tried to figure out how to sort of replicate what he was doing because I, I just loved his kind of style. So I tried drawing it, and I couldn't do it for toffee. I just, I just couldn't. When it comes to putting pen to paper, I'm illustrative. I'm kind cartoony generally. Um, so trying to do the kind of style he was and trying to replicate it drawing-wise just wasn't working. So I, I looked into the kind of techniques he was using and I started getting big into Photoshop at that point to try and, and that's when I started getting into photo manipulation and taking various different images and mashing them together to create something completely new. So got massively into that. Um, 
And then when I started really digging into Photoshop, I started to really appreciate how just design worked generally. Um, and then I started getting into logos and typography and the whole thing just, you know, just became this real sort of obsession. But it was always a thing I did um, on the side of having a full-time job because I never wanted to... Because, because I think school made me sort of detest art. Um, I never wanted to do it working for anybody because I was convinced that it, I would just fall out of love with it. So when I was in my late teens and sort of early 20s, I just went and did a, a whole string of jobs that I absolutely hated um, just because I didn't know what else to do. I didn't really have any aspirations career-wise other than just make a decent living and you know enjoy yourself when you're not working but um that was about it until i kind of hit like my late 20s and i got into a job in the like music industry and that kept me interested for a little while but all the time i've been doing this kind of stuff off the side and then i started taking on client work on the side as well and that's when it really started to click for me i was like jesus man i would love love to do this and i think a thing that held me back quite a bit um i grew up not really knowing anybody that worked for themselves so it seemed like this almost unattainable thing, you know, this this sort of dream that could only really happen to a few people because I didn't wasn't able to just sit down and have a conversation with someone that had done it and realize that, oh, actually, do you know what? Just put some graft in and you'll probably be fine. So it, it took me a long time to work up the courage to say, and I'd, especially because I'd, you know, we're uh, married and we bought a house and stuff. So I had a certain amount of income that had to come in you know, to, to do it. So that was always a bit of a tricky one. But um, finally, I, I just couldn't breathe without saying I'd given it a go. Like I knew I would regret it for the rest of my life if I didn't give it a damn old shot. And if it failed miserably, then I would just have to, you know, pick myself up and get back into doing something else and just keep it on as a hobby. But if I didn't really, really give it a good go, I, I knew I would never be able to forgive myself. So quit the job and started and Thankfully, um, we're we're doing okay. Stuff, good stuff. I was going to say that from from afar, or at least from in terms of content and the uh, the the kind of audience and brand that you've built up there. It seems as if you're probably a lot further ahead than most people um, would be in like the first two the first two years or so. Um, so, which leads nicely into the question of uh, in terms of content and in terms of that side of things that you've built up. Um, you can never say quickly because we were talking about YouTube before this and you said, you know, that, that, that sort of thing takes time. But what made you start creating content on on social? Obviously, I've found you through LinkedIn, um, if there's any other platforms and things that you're on. And, and we're going to talk in, you know, touch on strategy later. But if there is any of that in involved in how you got started, then um, I would yeah, love well, to hear. Mostly, as, as far as LinkedIn's concerned, like I've always like dabbled in social media. Um, I realized the other day that my link, I created my LinkedIn account in 2010, which is ridiculous, but it sat, it sat there dormant, like for the best part of nine years, really. It just, you know, it was just one of those things you did. Um, so didn't go anywhere near that for a long time. Um, did some bits on Facebook, you know, again, we're look, we're talking like eight, nine years ago. But never take, never really did it seriously. You would just post some things occasionally and think, "Ugh, this is very, this is hard," <laughs> or, or why does no one see this? Why does no one care? So, um, uh, Instagram again, maybe like three or four years ago, I started to, you know, tried to get on that. But again, I would do it for about a month or so and then go, "Ah, yeah, screw it," and then just let other things take over. Um, so when I started working for myself, um. It's a no-brainer that, especially doing something as visual as what I do, um, it's it's a complete no-brainer to not take an online presence seriously. So I knew that I had to really, really, really dig in um, and start it. And I was looking at LinkedIn, reading loads of articles about how the organic reach on there was so, so strong in comparison to all the other ones. And when I was having a look around, um, I couldn't really see any other graphic designers that were using the platform well um they were all kind of it was very much just look at me look at me here's the here's the thing i created and no one really cares um about that kind of stuff so there was literally a handful of people i found um that i thought were doing something interesting on there so i thought if i 
put a substantial amount of effort into this, I could probably make it work. Um, and I thought to myself, I'm going to give this a good blast for at least six months and expect nothing. So I'm, I will just start. And if it's tumbleweeds for six months, that's absolutely fine. I'm learning, I'm building stuff up, and that's absolutely cool. And it was, it was definitely that for the first three to four months, like just nothing. And when I look back on the first stuff that I was posting on there, it was drivel. Like it was terrible, but that's not a bad thing. I think that's always the thing people fear. Like, they, you know, the, when they start posting on social, it's going to be shocking. And you're almost not of this earth if it's not shocking. It's got to be crap. Because I was just sharing loads of um, blogs I was following at the time. If I saw an interesting article, I was just sharing that article and going, hey, this is good. Who cares? Um, so it was loads of, loads of crap like that. Or, um, or I was ripping off something that had been said in it, or I was just posting one static image of some work that I'd done, which didn't, um, which didn't necessarily, it wasn't useful to anybody. It didn't mean anything to them. It was just me going here, look at the thing I can do. But that's, that's, that's almost the default for people who do things that I do. If you're creating graphics, you can sometimes just, and you're proud of something, you'll just want to stick it up and you hope loads of other people will go, oh my God, that's amazing. And they go, but if there's nothing in it for them, if it's not entertaining them in some way or educating them in some way or no one's going to care so I started mucking around with all that sort of stuff and it was just tumbleweeds and tumbleweeds and tumbleweeds um and then I came up with the idea of doing a sort of a parody ad so I would take a brand that already exists so people are already familiar with the brands so there's already a sense of um familiarity there instantly when they see it I, I took a brand and I wanted to put it in a place that it was it would never be seen in and just say right if the brand did something ridiculous in an advertising campaign here you know what would it look like um and it was just ridiculous and nothing the the brand in question would ever ever seriously consider or do um and it went insanely well um i got loads of work off the back of it um profile views and stuff went through the roof my inbox was going insane um and that was the point where I thought, okay, this site has got some serious legs if you figure out the right sort of things to post on it. And it turns out for me that it, it's, um, it's been the stuff that does most for me is the absolute nonsense that I, that I do, which is, which is perfect because I love stuff that's just stupid and silly and doesn't really have much meaning, no depth. I'm, I'm, so you know i'm the least i have the least depth of any human being so i love just thinking of something that's quite amusing and sticking it out and luckily that's the stuff that's actually resonated with people when i've put it out which is baffling but it's great you know it's i've i've found a load of people that i get on with incredibly well through this website because they're just as much of an idiot as i am so um that that tends to be the stuff that works really well and occasionally and i i try and intersperse it with stuff that is actually like educational and useful to people as well um occasionally not too often um so i've done some design i've done some design related posts that are more for um everybody they're not for someone who specializes in design they're for people who are potentially um, in a small company or they're in a marketing department and they know they have to create their own visuals for things but they don't you know it's not something they're familiar with or comfortable with so I've done a few on how to fair, how to um, pair fonts and how to use colors correctly and that kind of stuff so you pepper it with the occasional thing that's actually of real sort of use to people and then the majority of it is just complete and utter twonk if that's a word <laughs> I think it is uh, so yeah yeah so that that's yeah. It, that's the long, the long version. Yeah, that's why I got into LinkedIn because I saw that the organic reach was really good, and I actually thought competition for what I do is actually pretty low on there. So screw it, I'm going to give it a shot. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, that that makes sense. I mean, you say it's baffling um, as to why or how it does so well, and it, it kind of is, or it it kind of is, but then it also isn't. I think it's it's pretty obvious, actually, to be fair. Like you said there, if people are being entertained or they're being educated, then it's a lot more valuable than someone saying, here's the logo that I've just done. Here's a video. If it was, you know, videographer, here's a video I've just done. Here's this and here's that. It's, 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 I, like, I, literally, I found you, well, 
from funny enough actually uh the a few things but the one that we when we started talking and that was the 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 band logos and you'd 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 switched all of the band logos around but you were still able to tell who's who's you know original band it was kiss was written in acdc or whatever it was and iron maiden in metallica all the rest of it and that was where i started talking to you a little bit uh, in in comments on linkedin found that you were also a fellow a fellow maiden fan um but it's it's things like that and in, in a certain set you mentioned about depth there um kind of isn't isn't the same point but even things like that the amount of people that uh we found on linkedin or that you would have found on linkedin who were massive massive tool fans fans of a band called band called tool um through through that post that you, you did which was a time lapse of you putting together um references to basically all of their albums and the amount of people that commented on that i've seen them here i've seen them there this is my favorite album and the conversations from that uh is a lot more than someone saying he has a recent logo that i've just made for a client commissioned this logo what do you think like do you know what i mean it's 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 insane the the audience that you can you can build through that which i think answers the uh the question that i had is why do you think your content does so well it's just it's just actually awesome content <laughs> i think it was the, one is um, the answer it was one I, i've i've read loads of things about um not just niching down what you do but niching mm. down on the kind of content that you create and there's all these sorts of um theories about you know if you can find two things that um not a lot of people will really be into like for me with that tool one for example that's um anybody that's going to be into that is into either design or photoshop specifically yeah. and they're into the sort of music that tool and if you can find two things that people are really really into then you've you've got them they're they you know they can't not fall in love with that unless you're a complete yes. and utter idiot so <laughs> the first but the first time i saw a real good example of that was like an alan partridge related post that i did right okay um, yeah. it, this is ages and ages ago um and the amount of people that i'd spoken to very loosely on linkedin before that who all coming out of the woodwork just massive partridge fans um wow. and yeah, it just means yeah. you've you've suddenly got this thing you didn't realize in common with a load of people and it just yes. it just helps with building relationships online really when you just realize that oh god that person finds the same sort of ridiculous humor i do you know we've got that in common yeah. so um yeah that's something i'm testing out on youtube as well actually to yes. try and find you know two things whether mm. it's photoshop and something else that people will really really get into and that, not only That's interesting do you attract and in you know uh you you can attract an audience that way but you actually end up attracting the sort of people that you know you will get on with as well yes yeah yeah, yeah. that's a very good point um a very very good point it's, it's actually answered the next question and which allows me to jump straight on to to youtube that you've just mentioned um you announced uh a few uh, would have been a few weeks ago now that you're obviously launching the the YouTube channel and the the kind of stuff that you're going to be um, doing over there. Before we started, you said that you've got the patience uh, for the next, you know, to see that hopefully be built up over the next few years. You know, it's a, a long game, but you also said that you have content pretty much ready, uh, well, not ready, sorry, but uh, ideas for content for the next two years. <laughs> um, so, first of all, would you tell us a little bit about what you what we can expect to see? on the YouTube channel uh, and perhaps how on earth you've managed to come up with two years worth of content <laughs> for uh, for um, YouTube. Yeah, yeah, sure. So um, it's going to be a combination of... So uh, videos that do really well on YouTube and the kind of that are loosely related to what I do are the time-lapse videos, the kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I put them out occasionally on LinkedIn as well when... Um, you know, you just take a screen recording of your screen creating yeah. something and speed it up, put some thumping music behind it, and bang, there you go. And away it goes. Um, yeah, they they do quite well on um, on YouTube, but I don't want to just simply replicate what's been done in the past. So I'm trying to do something a little bit different. So what I'm doing on there at the minute, and I'm just trying to test certain different things on there, is not just doing a time lapse, but putting a story in behind why I'm doing the time lapse. Got yeah. So there's one I'm putting out later on this afternoon actually um do you know the film the room 
like the worst uh, best film ever made no because i i i think i've only watched about four films in my entire life so unfortunately really? not Damn, <laughs> yeah that's another story okay yeah. so um, it, it's it's got a massive it's one of those films it's got a massive cult following got you because it was done on a ridiculously short budget the acting is terrible the story is practically non-existent it's it's awful and some films are awful awful and some mm. films are awful brilliant. And this yes. is just one of the awful brilliant ones. Because um, the guy who made it was taking himself quite seriously at the time when he made it. But when you watch it, yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's so bad that it's just fantastic. So, um, But it's got a cult following behind it. But anyway, um, the video I'm putting out today is I, I love that man because he's just a parody of a human being. Yeah. Although he's real. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I wanted to recreate his movie poster for him and send it to him as a gift. Got so, um, so the video I'm putting out today is essentially me showing clips of the film. If you haven't seen it before, you'll, uh, you should gain an appreciation of just how horrendous it is. Got and you. then I show the poster that he created for the original film, which is also atrocious. Um, and then I recreate it based on how I think it should have looked for the original film. And then when I post that video later on this afternoon, I'm going to tweet him. I'm going to send a tweet to him directly in the hope in the, in the blind hope that maybe he'll he'll see it and like it um so yeah, that's awesome. the videos that i'm putting out now are they're more to do with here's how i create something in photoshop but there's a there's a story behind it it's not just here's a time lapse of me doing a thing that i'm you know adequate at um but there's a bit of a story behind it and a little bit of entertainment behind it so i build up a little bit of a story and then i design the thing and then there it is so i've got videos like that i'm going to do a um, I'm going to do some tutorial videos. Yeah. Um, and I'll be perfectly honest with you. The reason I'm doing that is just to play the game. Because when yeah. you start out on YouTube, you need some content that's going to allow you to get found in search. Yeah. So yeah. I personally have 100%. no desire to do tutorial videos at all. Yeah. So I, again, I'm going to try something a little bit different with them. I was considering doing like a drunk history thing with them. I was going to just get twatted and then <laughs> record myself during the tutorials. But I thought that's probably not going to fly. Um, no. But what I am going to do is create—I am going to create a little animated version of myself that goes along with them to try and just make them a little bit different oh, than the wow, millions okay. of other that are there. Um, so, but that's just to get found. I can imagine yes. I'll do tutorial videos for maybe like the next year or two just to help the channel gain a little, a few more eyes on it. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's not something I want to do long term, really. Do the tutorial stuff because only for the reason that it, there, there are hundreds of thousands of them already and i think i just yeah. don't think the world needs more there's already some guys that do it insanely well and yeah. you know if you want to learn something go to them because they're they've already smashed it so, but yes. i'm going to do my own spin on them it, you know at least just to try and get found and so it's a little bit different than what already exists and then i will intersperse all of that kind of stuff with stuff that is literally just time lapsey um i'll think of something that will is just quite a nice idea and yeah. put it together and hopefully it'll be a beautiful piece at the end and they're, they're just wow. there for the sheer beauty of them hopefully i'll create something that's you know halfway decent when i do those yeah the other yeah. and then the, the main stuff uh, is just for entertainment just me coming up with stupid challenges um and stupid ideas of things i can do with photoshop and illustrator and got yeah i've got ton, tons of ideas for that stuff yeah Makes sense. Makes sense. I'm gonna I'm gonna nerd out a little bit on the uh, on the YouTube stuff then actually, uh, mm. which wasn't it, which wasn't in your um, list of questions that I, that I sent through. But just to, to pick your brains a little bit in terms oh, of yeah, in terms of like uh, I'm well, very new at it, so I know I know very little. Yeah, well, it's, it'd be interesting to, to to get your thoughts though. I think uh, in terms of structuring videos, are you trying to set up? Given the fact that you're trying to push out as much content um, as you are, are you kind of trying to to have some sort of format a template for that so that you can follow in terms of filming content as well you know exactly what you're saying intros you know this little middle bit any aims objectives outros all that sort of stuff and then you you kind of know how that's going to fall together are you still initially just trying out a load of different formats seeing what works first of all that's a, that's the first question first of all in terms of structure and in terms of structure and videos where are you um at with that it's something that i get asked quite a lot about um so that's why i thought i would get your get your thoughts for starting yeah. where, where you are now i suppose i'm trying to again i'm just i'm just testing things to see what works because i'm not um i'm the furthest thing from a 
a competent video editor. I really just muck around on Premiere Pro. So uh, the more videos I put out, the more I'm learning about how to how to pace a video and how to edit it better and how to get lighting slightly better and the sound. Like after I did the first video on YouTube, I realized the microphone I own is awful. My first video, okay. the sound is terrible. Um, oh, wow. I hadn't even focused the camera. Like it's it's awful. So I already just doing like I mean I'm I'm only six weeks into doing it really six yeah. or seven weeks in so I've only yeah. got six or seven videos up. Um, one of my first purchases was this blue Yeti. Yes. After I did that first video and I saw just how horrendous it sounded, um, so I, I'm just oh yeah I'm I'm testing out how it works. You'll see in my videos actually because this is how crap they still are. Um, on the screen to my left is, um, and you can see it in every video that I've put up so far, is a series of notes that I've written with this for what I'm saying. So oh, yeah. Yeah, I've just yeah, written, yeah. I, I, I very loosely script out what I want to say. Yeah. And it's essentially starts with, here's what I'm going to do today. And then I go into the story of why I'm doing it. Then yeah. I do the time lapse. And then there's a little bit at the end where I just say, hey, I did the thing. Do you like yeah. the thing? Yeah. Good. Subscribe. <laughs> um, and, and then I end it. So, uh, yeah, I, that's as far as I've gone so far. Yeah. I'm just trying to play with how, how I do that because I'm still, I still know when I look at it, I'm like, I'm still not happy with uh, stuff that I've done. So I know I still need to work on several bits, which is why I don't, I don't mind the fact that not many people are seeing these at the minute, you mm. know. Yeah. Um, it's a long old game. Like I said to you earlier, I am fully expecting to put content out every week on YouTube for two years without Before. seeing much from it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I've got I've got plans as to how to get more eyeballs on it and all loads of different things that I'm going to do. But if it doesn't grow much in the next two years, I'm kind of expecting that already anyway. Mm. Um, yeah. I just I'm I'm using that time to learn learn things and you know. To figure out what I'm doing and what works and what doesn't and then at that point it should be hopefully you know take the bull by the horns and really start to ramp it up go for it yeah it's a long old, long old game yeah one thing um totally totally irrelevant but one thing that I've been finding at the moment um, I don't do a massive amount of paid advertising for for clients and stuff but um what little bit that I have done been still very surprised at how well uh Facebook advertising does of of getting people across over to YouTube, whether it is just to watch, um, you know, a video, whether really? it is to get a bit more attention on the channel, um, being very surprised at how well that that still that that still works, even for really, um, you know, small smaller small budgets, you know, twenty pound on on each episode that some clients have been putting together, um, and we've mm. just literally ran it. Whether there's a little trailer involved, and then you know, click here to watch the full video on YouTube, or whether it's just purely the, um, which I'm never a fan of, just posting the link to to facebook the youtube link to facebook um because yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. it doesn't do all that much but um still being yeah. very surprised 10 15 20 25 even you know sometimes up to 50 or 100 pounds on those just how much they have actually got people across i still i really really didn't think you know seeing the the youtube links really really die off when facebook started to push video on their own video platform and things but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. very surprised at how well that that's um still actually kept up so interesting potentially an irrelevant point for uh, for many people there but yeah uh, in terms of getting some initial eyeballs or some initial view, initial views onto the um onto the videos it could be could be worthwhile one thing that i did think yeah because um through through pure luck to be fair of about five videos on my channel obviously got to the point of being able to monetize it but when we were looking at the cost per click, after five videos no 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 I'll start that again because oh. I didn't. Ex I didn't explain that very well. Yeah, it was about a hundred videos in, but it was it was a collective of five videos right. that did it very did well. Really well. And I'll right. explain. I'll explain that so it makes a bit sense to you. Um, Nick McBrain, drummer of Iron Maiden, my absolute hero, favorite drummer, yeah, uh, and favorite band. Like Iron Maiden's my absolute uh, religion. He opened a drum shop in in Manchester, so I went down That's and right. filmed the yeah. filmed the drum shop, um, like a vlog of the the, the shop when he opened it, uh, like the yeah. the launch day um so that got that done pretty well uh i then uh i've told this i've bored people with this story so many times it's unbelievable it's about the only yeah exactly it's about the only uh, interesting thing i can say about my youtube channel um i then got a bit <laughs> he, he, he done like a playthrough and some some played where eagles day um 
uh, on the on the the kit that was in the store. I videoed that and I put that up. And obviously, that's the one. To, you know, it's the most the most popular it, yeah. drummer on my own drum channel is not me, Isn't which is it, which is saying something. Um, so that's <laughs> the, that done all right. But then um, the main reason of us going down there and doing the vlog was that I was purchasing the Peisty, um signature reflected power bell ride, which means nothing to most people, but to us drummers is a very nice ride symbol <laughs> um which is which had the power slave logo and the i made and font and all the rest of it so it's been a dream nice. symbol i bought that you get entered into a raffle when you buy stuff at the store and i won the raffle which was to play his very own drum kit that is in the store which is the drum kit that he toured in i was wondering how you got yourself behind that yeah yeah so that's the that's the story of that and it was though and i and i filmed myself playing on the kit and i filmed some drum covers i put the i put the you know the trip uh, two minutes of midnight and where Eagles Day, the track, I put that over the top and pushed it out as a drum cover. So, yeah, yeah. those five nice. videos, regardless of the 86 videos I'd published before, it was those five videos that got the channel to where it was. Very long story, that. Apologies to bore you. But the point is that it obviously got to the point of being monetized. And I was looking at it, thought the numbers actually, you get more per view on the monetization than what it was costing, at least during lockdown, by the way. That's probably an important thing to, to say when most advertisers yeah. stopped um, during lockdown. The cost per view was less than what you would get monetizing. Uh, my camera ran out of uh, film length there. Um, yeah, the cost per view was less than the, the the monetization. So you could spend any amount of money to get people to watch the YouTube videos, and would have been in the in on the on the up. Would have been in profit. <laughs> essentially wow. i didn't actually go do it because as we talked before we came on lost all of um the gigs and all of that sort of stuff so there wasn't there wasn't a massive amount of budget to push the channel but yeah so really really interesting that anyways that was a very um long-winded boring, uh, nice. boring little point nice. for you but uh, that's yeah, something but i don't really sorry my dog's barking no no what's you're all right barking at? Pubs, what's up what's the matter um yeah I, I, that's one thing i've never actually given much thought to is putting yeah. money behind this. Yeah, um, I think that the I YouTube avoid Facebook like the absolute plague. So do you? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. About it. A- I should think Any about particular it. reason? Just into personal feeds? Are you, do you mean? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. I think it's it's more a testament to the the humans that I know, or you know. Yeah. But you know the <laughs> way when yeah. you first when that when that site first I'm going to go on a slight tangent now. But when that site first started, you were just accepting everybody, weren't you? Really, no matter how much of a sort of Acquit, uh, like loose acquaintance they were and it's only until you start hearing them express their opinions every day that you realize jesus i don't want anything to do with most of you um so yeah that's that's why i don't look at that Ke- kevin kevin bridges kevin bridges summed it up best he went and he said um he's like fa- like you signed up to facebook you never actually knew that that was going to be the reason or the the way that you found out you hated your aunties <laughs> and all that sort of stuff Believe it, I hear folk. Morning, I hear them. See them on Facebook. And you discover through Facebook you hate your own f-ing aunties. Uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. The reason um, that you hate most people in your life, yeah, exactly, you're like, oh, God, yeah, exactly. I need to find some new. I need to find some new people. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's why I think I've actually found myself spending more time on LinkedIn. To be fair, on, it, on an actual serious note, um, there's a bit less yeah. politics on there and uh, and all that sort of stuff. Um, Although it's creeping in, it is, it creeping, is in. creeping in. I have started yeah. to uh, to see it. I think I've actually probably seen it creeping in. First of all, because of the the, the COVID thing, and obviously a lot of business owners being mm. affected. Um, I wouldn't say more than anybody else, but obviously a lot of stress on business owners. Um, and so starting to yeah, starting to see all that sort of stuff, and um, the uh, yeah, not delve into it too much. The anti masks and all that sort of thing, and. Um, yeah, so it's it's starting to get yeah it's starting to get um, yeah a little bit uh, political and U.S. elections of course today I think we're still due yeah. to find out. That's it. I've said today yeah. I've I've time stamped this um, podcast now. I try not to keep it time. I try not to mention dates or anything because I know how long it takes us to normally edit these things. Oh, <laughs> I yeah, done a true. podcast. I still haven't at the time this goes out. I still haven't edited the Jack Gaysford podcast, which I edit, I filmed with him three months ago now. Um, Three that, months ago, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just cause obviously everything. You, I didn't think the lockdown could get much worse, and then you start to realise actually that's another three months I'm going to go without, without much work or whatever else, which should actually yeah. give me the reason to. Yeah, to do it. The, yeah. I mean, the whole po- the whole subject of that podcast was actually um, consistency in content and all the rest of it. So there's a bit a bit ironic that 
people will be listening to that and it'll be um it'll have taken us three months to edit but in any case so <laughs> yeah an interesting one anyways speaking of platforms speaking of different platforms and all the rest of it for you mm. what do you think will be the yeah you have already touched on it but what do you think will be the main difference between approaching something like youtube to the way that you approach something like uh linkedin mainly longer f- it's mainly just that you content is longer form on youtube um and i wouldn't necessarily bother people on linkedin with the whole story as to why i'm doing a video that i'm doing um the the time lapse stuff that i put on linkedin tends to do pretty well um and when people are flicking through their social feeds they've genuinely got generally got a lot less time on their hands than when they do if they sit to you know pull up youtube to really spend some time going through youtube's completely replaced television for me like i barely Mm. watch tv um, yeah. If I sit down in front of the telly, YouTube's the first thing I'll stick on. Wow. Um, so I know, and I know quite a few people that are like that as well. So, I, I, but when you're flicking through LinkedIn, it's you know you just want to see things quickly and blah blah yeah. blah. And that's kind of your mindset when you're on any social platform. So, 100%. Um, I think that would be the that that would be the main difference really for me. I don't think subject wise, um, I would need to muck around with it too much. But you know, yeah. time might tell me something differently. Um, I've gotten I've gotten away with, you know, just posting a load of nonsense on LinkedIn for a, a long old time, and um, and it's fantastic, and I absolutely love it, and I adore that site for that because it's allowed yeah. me to spend, um, I almost said free time, but I don't really get any of that. Um, it's allowed yeah. me to spend the time that I allocate to create content, doing something that's just a hell of a lot of fun, mm. and off the back of it, I get work from it. So it's just it's a such a. a privileged position to be in and i don't take it for granted in any way shape or form and i love the site for it and i love the people on it for it um but if but i'm you know if that changes at any point then i'll have to look at it and think okay maybe i do have to switch up the kind of stuff i'm putting on linkedin but but at the minute um i don't think content wise i really have to change yeah. the um the direction uh, for either of them it's just longer yeah. form on yeah, youtube yeah absolutely i'm i'm glad you said that cuz uh i think the 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 main difference or what at least i'm trying to do with uh, uh, on the winter media side obviously not necessarily the drum channel um but the the winter media side is actually what you've already said is is um is what's going to be actually appearing in search especially in trying to get new eyeballs on the on the channel and thing and things like that and actually uh, creating content that answers a question before, not necessarily before it's being asked, but yeah, answers answers questions that you know will get asked. Um, yeah. and I think to to bring that back around to to businesses and um, things on on that side as well, um, people don't realise, or I, I actually struggle to convey the point that answering questions, whether it is design tutorials, video tutorials, not that I'm the best person to give them. You soon find that out when you watch this podcast back, but uh, yeah, or, or, or marketing strategy, whatever it might be, um, to actually to actually answer the questions that your, your audience is, is asking or, or finding out bits of information that your audience wants to know. The problem is, is that not many people want to do that. They either don't want to give it away for free or they don't have the time or they don't want to do anything like that or they think well they should book a call with me before i'll you know tell them anything like that problem being is that they're going to find that answer regardless they're going to find that answer from somebody else they're going to find that answer exactly regard exactly they're going to search it into google and the first thing they're going to see on google is the answer to that question whether it's you or not answering that question is is your decision really in it <laughs> so exactly. that, that's the exactly. that's the i try and get that try and get that point across because um I think it is an important one, especially on YouTube. The, the difference being is that people go to YouTube and they're searching for something versus no one really knows what the next post is going to be on their feed. So you've kind of got to capture their attention that way, which I think is what your posts do so very well, especially in the time-lapse stuff. Um, as soon as I see anything that looks relatively like a time-lapse, I'll stop to watch it because uh, for a start, I like time-lapses. But it's it's just great bite-sized content, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, whatever it is, a minute to see something go from a blank Photoshop in your case, blank Photoshop canvas to what should be the next tool album cover <laughs> is pretty, it's pretty awesome to see. So, um, I seen Jack Gaysford as well to mention him do that on, on a video time-lapsed a piece of content, uh, his editing, um, 
time lapse, start that again. Time lapsed himself editing a piece of content. So you've seen the piece of content and then you've seen the actual time lapse of him editing that. So um, yeah, and, and actually seeing it come together. But it also actually, I think, solidifies and, and kind of puts in place your self as an expert in the field as well it kind of you know falls into to that side of thing to say i know what i'm doing the beautiful thing about time lapses and i'll be the first to admit this is they make they make you look good at what you're doing yeah <laughs> because yeah, exactly. there was there was one um i don't know if you ever seen the 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 fight i did with stephen luckett where we yes both, they were we both awesome. had the photoshop fight yeah so but but the good thing about that is so that took each of us six hours to do those no. pieces. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Because um, you get because we had seventeen, eighteen photographs to deal with first. So Crazy. you you pen tool around the entire image if you can't yeah. cut it out in a quicker way than that. Um, so just simply masking out the image to start with takes ages, and then you got to figure out how you're going to compose everything and put it together. Then you have to color match everything. Then you have to get all the lighting the same, all the shading the same, and then and then you know whatever else um, on top of any other effects you're going to shove on it. it. Takes a long time. So when we both finished that, we we were chatting. We, <laughs> he said, "How long did it take you?" And I went, "Dude, it took about six hours." He went, "Yeah, the same." Um, but wow. you take six hours of footage and squeeze it down into just over just over a minute yeah so you know anybody no matter what you're doing squeezing six hours of doing anything into a minute just makes you look amazing even though you're you're making all (laughs) you know numerous mistakes throughout the entire thing you don't see them because they happen so fast yeah yeah yeah. so that's another reason they're really useful they're Mm. they they engage people when they watch them and they do actually make you look you know they make you look insanely talented when you're just an idiot (laughs) i'm just an idiot (laughs) But they, they well, do make you look pretty good. So, uh, you know, I, well, I, I'm I, a big fan of them. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that. I disagree with the fact of uh, not being talented. If anybody has a, a quick look on your page, um, I'm sure they will, um, yeah, disagree with disagree with that one. Um, I'm just I'm a gonna, big fan of self, self-deprecation. Yeah. It's one of my things. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, okay. So, so quick fire. I don't, I, 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 well, quick fire is a bit cheesy. Perhaps not. Because I ran too long anyways. But, um, yeah. I say quick fire, and then that kind of in your mind makes you think, "Thank God for that. I'm, I'm, I'm almost done. I can almost go. We're done. So yeah, <laughs> we're nearly there. Um, so yeah, I want to, I want a few quick thoughts from you. Um, first of all, uh, three. Uh, actually, yeah, that this one was on the list. I forgot about this one. Three tips uh, for people either getting started or creating creating content. What would I say? Three tips. Um, they're really straightforward, and you'll have heard them a million times. But that's exactly why. Um, you should stop reading things and just start doing stuff. Um, that was a big thing for me, actually, yeah. a little while ago. When I started hearing the same things over and over again, it started to frustrate me until I actually sat back and went, well, I'm I'm hearing the same things over and over again because they're the things you need to do. Stop reading blogs, stop watching videos, stop trying to learn more. You obviously know enough already. That's why you're hearing the same things over and over again. So rather than roll your eyes going, oh, why is no one telling me anything new? It's because you know it all already, you twat. Start creating content. So um, there's three things um, that I would recommend so to anybody. Well, would. so well put. <laughs> is it? Because uh, when I hear myself through my own head, I just think I'm, you know, it's mostly noises. Um, so the three things I would say are literally um, start, just go, learn, and be patient. So when you're starting putting stuff out, just just literally just throw things out and test different things. Some of them will hit a brick wall. Some of them will do okay. And then when you start figuring out what works and what doesn't, build on it, change different things, try different things. Eventually, you'll start seeing stuff that works, but it's going to take time. So just get going. Keep it going consistently and be patient. There's the three things. Love it. Love it. I think I changed them halfway through. Yeah, just start. (laughs) <laughs> learn from what you're doing and by god just be patient because it doesn't happen it doesn't happen quickly exactly you know the score well very well put there we go there's a little micro clip for linkedin um who are your favorite content creators on any platform linkedin or elsewhere on any platform yeah um, we'll maybe go, go we'll maybe go with the top, my, to go with top three tell you what i'll go youtube then because i've mentioned my linkedin once a few times okay. yeah. um if i'm gonna go youtube there's a few the main one is a guy called 1000 
Okay. Um, and he's an artist from... He was in Seattle, but he's moved. Um, he's a predominantly like a graffiti artist, so he does massive murals. Uh, and he started okay. moving into digital and stuff, but his illustration style is just phenomenal. And he's built... Um, he's built an incredible career just off his YouTube videos, and there, his, yeah. his stuff is just so creative and so insane. He's, he's there's one he did recently. He got another YouTuber to send him just a box of um, apps, the most random stuff they could find, and he just had to make a really cool set of um, trainers from them. And he, it, there was like toy rubber babies in there. There was all sorts of weird stuff, but the end product just looked so amazing. The guy is insane, so yeah. so talented. Um, he's one of mine. Uh, there's another guy called Davy504, who you might know, actually. Not know no, no, but yes. know of. Yes, I do. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, because we're both drummers, and so we we appreciate a good bassist, but he <laughs> is, um, he's a bassist, he's got really, really dry sense of humour, um, and he, he's got close to 9 million followers, I think, now, yeah. just playing the bass, yeah. because what he does, because what he does is so creative, <laughs> Just from sitting in one room playing a bass guitar, the amount of different ideas he's thought to spin on just playing a bass are phenomenal. He is—he's fantastic. I do—he's uh, a, a stopper for me whenever he whenever he appears on the old on the old feed. Yeah. Um, and then my my next one would probably be a guy who make who made me feel physically ill when I first found him because he's half my age. Um, right. It does what I do. It's exceptionally well like he's so good um, so he does uh, time lapses and photoshop like photo oh, yeah. manipulation as well um, oh, yeah. but he's 19 years old okay. and is, is sickeningly talented um, and he's he hasn't been doing YouTube for that long and he's about to hit a million subs he's been doing it wow. for maybe two years wow. and he's close to hitting a million because um, his stuff is just incredible he's insane um i don't think i've said his name yet it's benny productions is the name of his youtube channel he's incredible awesome uh they're probably my top three on youtube i can love binge it. watch their stuff for a long old time love it favorite social media platform i very much doubt it's uh, facebook given what we just said it's really not it's really not <laughs> um it's a combination of uh linkedin and youtube i think i um I got really into LinkedIn because I found my crowd on there, which is yeah. um, a group of other people who are starting their own things and all yeah. trying to grow them on this platform. So that it feels like a bit of a sort of a, um, this sounds gash, but it does sound like, a, I feel like a bit of a family in that sense because everybody's yeah. going through the same, you know, I'm not a big fan of slagging people off because uh, they throw um, some drivel on there they're just yeah. trying to figure it out you know yeah. we've yeah. all gone through stages of throwing out crap content you just need to you need to do that before you figure it out so i think i've um so i have a lot of i, I feel like i have a lot in common with the yeah. sort of connections that i've got on there because we're all trying to build our own businesses while use the, using this platform so there's a yeah. there's a real sort of support i think for that on there um especially this year i've seen it yeah 100 while we've all been going through this absolute shithole of a year um yeah exactly there has been there's been a real a real feeling everybody's trying to coming together and helping each other out so in that sense uh the people on there i absolutely love so i I love it for that sense and youtube uh for me and the other side is a real just explosion of creativity on there from yeah. a lot of people so in terms of just going there and getting inspired from other people just being creative it's youtube and in terms of uh feeling a real connection with other people who are sharing a similar journey as i am it's uh it's linkedin love it and that sounded airy fairy didn't it not at all mate fair play, to you. Fair play. <laughs> best or favorite piece of content you have seen uh this week now, the following question, I'll give you a heads up, is favourite piece of content of all time. So, um, it would yeah, be... Yeah, I'm not going to... It would be a miracle if it was, it, it would be a miracle if it was a double whammy, but, um, yeah, favourite piece of content, first of all, that you've seen this week. This is an example of someone who just does a phenomenal job at um, showcasing what they do, and it's a, it's a motion graphics guy uh, that I saw on Instagram. Um... I might actually, if I send you the link to it, you can probably yeah, pop yeah, it yeah. up I, I on will the do. video, can't yeah. you? So oh, I'm not mate, trying to dig it out. I'm not trying to dig it out now. Yeah, you're asking a bit much of me there. 
and you've yeah, said yeah, it now. It's, it's, in the, it's in the podcast. So see, people, see. people will be watching going, it's not on the screen. He sent them the link. You've it's got, not on the screen. <laughs> he's he's mapped it up. You can, you can shove it, yeah. You can shove it right on the side. It'll be here, right? Or here. Um, I'm sure you'll manage it. I've seen it shared just hundreds of times. Um, it looks like a, a camera sitting inside um, an underground train carriage. And then a train comes yeah, flying at you I've from inside the train. It. Then it flips on its side and there's like a, a Porsche, a Porsche or something just driving along. It's insane. Um, it's but that that thing, God knows how many times that's been viewed now and how many times it's been shared. And I've looked on the account of the guy that created it. He's just one dude who's a motion graphics guy. So the work he will get off the back of that will be insane. But it's such a good way of showcasing what you are what you can do. Um, that came out the last sort of week or so. So that's yeah, definitely up there. I, that's, I've seen that's that. Awesome. It is, I, the, I just watch it on repeat for ages, like just trying to work out how it links. And the one thing that I always oh, and find, it's perfectly like, looped as well. Oh, it's a perfect looped. loop as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah. it's just, it's just absolutely epic. I try and find the the gaps or the kind of where things might have, if you slowed it down it's enough, you might spot it in the transition. And and and, but oh, honestly, just absolutely yes, amazing. So, so good. I, I know the video you mean. So yeah, I'll try and make sure that um, ends up on here. Uh, yeah, favorite piece of content if you have one of all time, video, yeah, blog post, photo, whatever it might be. It's a tough that's one. That's almost but, like what's your favorite album what's your favorite film like impossible questions i don't i can't answer <laughs> any of those questions because there's just so much stuff so um yeah when you sent when you yeah i yeah i can't think of anything it's weird there's so many different um there's so many things i've seen that i absolutely adore um if someone pinned me to a wall with a gun to my head to ask me what my favorite favorite album was I'd just get shot because I just wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't be able to pick one. So, um, yeah, that's a useless answer to that question, dude. But um, I don't think I can pick out one singular thing because the second Fair that enough. I did, I'd think of about 20 more. That I'd be yeah, like, oh, no, yeah. I've got to include that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. Fair so, enough, sorry, man. that's going to be a crap answer. Well, it does deflate the end of me, but I'll let you off. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm only joking. Uh <laughs> it's all good uh, i'm gonna ask you where people can find you first of all um and then uh i'll let you go about your day so yeah where can people find you um in my house but i'd rather they didn't <laughs> so i'll not say that um so obviously there's, there's linkedin which um i'm just on there as dave officer the weird thing about that is i think i can i think i can change it there's like my linkedin url is david officer because uh, i tried to be professional when i started on there yeah um but no one calls me david apart from my mother so i changed <laughs> my name to dave but i think my url still says david anyway uh either dave or david officer on linkedin and doodle juice design everywhere else i think if you search doodle juice on youtube you'll see me if you search doodle juice design on instagram you'll you will find me so um yeah those are the places lovely stuff well mate thanking you very much for your uh time today i'm still gonna you're very welcome press you know finish recording and then probably still pester you a bit after this i thought you <laughs> said so. like, we still got a press record yeah. oh no <laughs> can you imagine that would be terrible it would, yeah it would That'd probably be wouldn't be probably wouldn't be the first time i'll be honest with you any case um yeah thanking you very much for today mate another fantastic episode this should be online hopefully before 2022 um fingers crossed <laughs> and uh yeah <laughs> appreciate everybody my one subscriber listening in the one listener listening yeah in. And, uh, exactly that'll be me yeah for you that'll <laughs> be me for you watching it back <laughs> listening to myself exactly uh yeah like comment share subscribe all that good stuff and uh i shall see you in the next one